are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome into the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. If you are watching on video, I'd like to apologize for you having to see me, but you see that we are looking a little bit different tonight. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. And hey, all you newcomers that are either listening or watching on video, welcome. Treat you like family here. We're going to get you to some championships. And another way to do that is you can visit our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. Fantasy Sports was created to give participants the GM experience of a sports franchise. But as fantasy sports became more mainstream with more accessibility to player information, it became more about who got lucky in the draft and who got to waiver wire fast enough to pick up a player. Traditional fantasy sports lacks reality and rewards luck. It is not realistic to only focus on player performance and not consider contracts. Do NFL teams assemble their rosters without contracts? Of course not. But if you could create a game that was more like real life, Dynasty Owner incorporates a salary cap and assigns players to real-life NFL contracts. It is no longer all about player performance. Every contract matters. 2021 season for Dynasty Owner has just started. Starting at $29, you could play a fantasy game that lets users face similar decisions that NFL GMs and owners face. So start your Dynasty Day today at DynastyOwner.com. And Nate Christian, Porkman, Chev, and Sean, they were the, the catalyst behind a championship roster. And who did you guys defeat in the finals? Um, Spotrack. Spotrack. Yeah, so you took them down. And uh, former co-host Garrett Price was also taken down in the midst too. So, but that was during the season, wasn't it? It was. Yes. And uh, for those of you listening and not watching, that melodious voice is of my co-host, Nate Christian. You can find him on Twitter at NateNFL. Nate, how you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing pretty good. I will say Dynasty Owner is an awesome platform. I do articles and videos for them. But otherwise, I really do enjoy their platform. It's different. It is challenging. Like, I'm just like our championship team. It was a hodgepodge team, honestly. But the fact that we have more cap space than anybody else, even after winning the championship, it has put us in an incredible position because everybody else is just shedding cap, you know, especially with how the cap space went down this year. So it's ridiculous. It's crazy. You'd never play fantasy football like it before. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you guys are champions. I'm not taking any credit for that whatsoever. I did not. The only thing I did was I said to Tim over at Dynasty Owner, maybe these guys could run the team because I got a lot going on. So that's the only thing I'm going to take credit for. And let's get our guest introduced here. We have, I don't want to say Steffi because she doesn't like it that much, but her Twitter (laughs) handle is at Steffi Smalls. She's going to talk some rookie quarterbacks with us. Steph, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm pumped to be with you guys. Finally, I've known this a long time coming. Uh, I've been meaning to link up with you guys for quite some time. So I'm very excited to be on. You guys are my last pot of the night. This is number three. Save the best for last. So I'm very excited. So I, I'm going to give you credit. And I've done the three podcasts in one night thing a couple times. And I remember after every time I do it, I'm like, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and I keep coming back for more. It's like somehow I look at my schedule. And I know the two of us are talking today about like cutting back on these like guest appearances, but you know, I, like I'm never going to say no to be on Rewind. Like it's just not going to happen. You know, I already see something on the schedule. It's like, it's fine. Uh, we'll make it do. Um, yeah. So one I agreed to today. So it was kind of my own fault, but I had to talk Hall of Fame talk. It's like, I had to get my fix in. It's almost therapeutic. Like, I was asked today to do Hall of Fame, like, type pod, and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to. I have some things to get off my chest. So it was good for me to do that. Yeah. This is kind of like, this is therapy for me, really, doing the podcast. <laughs> I love it. I sit down, and what's great is I don't have to leave my house because I don't really like doing that so much. I mean, I have to do it for work, but it is what it is. So, um, Steffi, again, Steph, sorry. Thank you for being no, here. No, Steffi's cool. It's my, it's it's my stage name. So, Steph. I guess I have to ask, based on our, the, what I just heard, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Oh, boy. I just I said so much. So here's my thing with Eli Manning. So um, no one is allowed to argue with me that Edelman is part like, – yes, is he part of NFL history? Yeah, because he was on a team with Tom Brady, and he won MVP, and he did – couple of other things he was never all pro he never went to the pro ball um so eli manning is 100 percent more to be spoken of than edelman is i think that you can't write nfl history without eli manning you can't write nfl history without the two super bowl wins the giants didn't have 2007 2011 so for that reason will eli get into the hall of fame yeah he will um should there be maybe a you know like Obviously, you know, the problem is he, he's coming out of a great era of quarterbacks. And we do this thing where we like to compare people's um, careers to each other rather than looking at the career individually. Um, so is Eli Manning a Hall of Fame quarterback? Yes, he absolutely is. He still holds um, league records uh, postseason over whatever the hell it is. Um, this has been a long day, but he is absolutely, you know, he's a four time pro baller. He won two of the most historic Super Bowls ever. <laughs> um, he handed the guy that everyone goes to as the GOAT, um, his two L's. Uh, so, yes, Eli Manning definitely is. Is he going to be a first ballot guy? Probably not, but will Eli Manning make it? Yeah, he's going to make it to the Hall of Fame. Um, so that's I'm going to go saying I agree. <laughs> Let, let's all keep in mind uh, that there was another quarterback that did hand Tom Brady a Super Bowl loss as well. And that's- he already has cleats in Canton. So uh, Nick Foles, come on up. But yeah. we are Nick talking- Foles, if people don't know, the three L's in my handle are two losses. Uh, they're all Brady's losses. There's three of them. <laughs> um, two of them are from my New York Giants, and one is from my alma mater, Mr. Nick Foles, who went to U of A with me and is my friend from U of A. Okay, so this oh, is awesome. This is cool because I was actually planning on asking you why the third L in your yeah. name. This is great. You you beat me to it. That's fantastic. So, all right, go Nick Foles. But hey, we're going to talk about some guys that might be future Hall of Famers. You never know. It's early. Obviously, these guys aren't on an NFL roster yet. I actually want to start off with Trey Lance, if we could. Um, he went to the University of North Dakota State. I'm sorry, not the University of. He went to North Dakota State. He stands six foot four, two hundred twenty six pounds. Quarterback stats are kind of arduous. You know, I'm not going to read everything, but he finished with 2,947 yards, 30 touchdowns to one interception, and he ran for 1,325 yards and 18 touchdowns. Now, prior to the podcast, just scrolling on Twitter, waiting for you guys to pop on, 
I did see that somebody, uh, Kyle on the couch, FF at Dogleg Brewer, he said that Trey Lance was his super flex 101. Okay, so Saw this that is as well. Yes, you did see that as well. Um, so I kind of gave a little hint as to what I'd be talking about tonight. But um, first of all, no. <laughs> Bad Kyle. <laughs> no. <laughs> and secondly, okay, our, but obviously he has he has a reason to think this, okay? And he has a process to, to scout his players, be it film or analytics. And I'm never going to knock somebody's process. I may disagree with it, but your process is your own. So, Nate, tell me, is there any merit that we could put Trey Lance over Trevor Lawrence, over Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, over these more, I want to say, distinguished quarterbacks who've accomplished more at a higher level? I'm going to say that there is an argument. Okay. And uh, it, it depends on your risk tolerance, uh, how adverse to risk you are. If you are willing to, you know, take the shot um, just and you just want the quarterback in the draft that has the highest upside. Sure. Go with Trey Lance because Trey Lance could be the best fantasy football quarterback of all time. If he, you know, hits his ceiling, his rushing impact, his big arm, it all fits that he could be, you know, a stat monster. But once you, you know, you want to have something out of that 101, um, you know, if Trey Lance doesn't hit. And I think the other players have a better chance of hitting than Trey Lance. Um, so I can see the argument from, you know, saying he has, he can be the 101. He has the greatest upside. You know, there's no one else like him. I get it. But um, I'm not willing to gamble on that. Not with the other prospects in this draft. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I saw a lot of good things from him when I watched the film. I mean, he's, he's a fantastic runner. He's fast, great accuracy, but one read and he's running. Yeah. And the fact is, if you're a quarterback in the NFL, you need to go through your progressions. You need to. But I don't watch a lot of Baltimore games. Obviously, Nate, you're a Ravens fan, and Lamar Jackson is always knocked on for his lack of passing. But he goes through progressions, does he not? He doesn't just one read and run. And a lot of people are saying that Jalen Hurts does the same thing. Sample size is a lot smaller for Jalen Hurts in the NFL. I I watched every snap he took as an eagle, and I saw him go through progressions, although there were times I wish he'd be more patient. He was a rookie. And look at the offenses he ran in college, which were geared towards a mobile quarterback. So, you know, I, I like Trey Lance. He's not my super flex 1-1. Steph, what do you think? So I do love me some Trey Lance. I think so. This is my thing on Trey Lance. I think of these top quarterbacks. Trey Lance is, in my opinion, with the highest amount of raw talent. Um, I think that he is not NFL ready. Why is he not NFL ready is because of, you know, he waits too long to throw the damn ball. But when he throws the damn ball, <laughs> uh, he throw, he's got a good arm. He's quick. I mean, so it's going to be about waiting too long to throw the ball. It's going to take a good coach, which is why, you know, I'm not totally against him in a 49ers system where he has Shanahan to coach him. I think that you could see Trey Lance end up being one of the better guys. So I think that he has the most raw talent, but he is the least NFL ready, in my opinion, out of this. But I like Trey Lance. Like, I'll take – I'm going to put Trey Lance, like, in my back pocket for later – 
Um, I think that Trey Lance has the potential to be a phenomenal NFL quarterback. It's just that he's not, you know, he's not ready yet. His ball placement's not there. Um, He's not, the way he goes through his progressions is a little, eh, but his arm, like he had a really good pro day. That's actually what got me. I kind of like stayed away from the quarterbacks because, you know, Sam Darnold gives me PTSD and I'm like (laughs) super freaked out by all of them. I like don't want to have my heart broken again. Um, But I think that Trey Lance does have a lot of potential, but he definitely needs, he needs bench time yeah, uh, more than anyone else. My, my main knocks on him are the fundamentals that he lacks as a quarterback right now. And, you know, if you need a second quarterback in a super flex league, I'm staying away from Trey Lance in the first round. I mean, if, if he's a luxury pick for you at the one six, one seven, if he would make it there, you know, with guys like Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts coming up and, you know, those are Kyle Pitts heralded as a generational talent. Not that I really love that term so much. Then this might be a luxury pick for you in the middle of the first round. But if I'm a team that's in need, I'm going to stay away. And also I want to say, um, I hear a lot of times people saying something like, if you have this pick or you have that pick, you were a bad team last year. It's called trading. And sometimes good teams trade for bad teams pick so you may have the one two one three and not necessarily be a bad team so when somebody brings you a narrative like that they could be wrong because everything is situational just keep that in mind your team is different than my team it's it's different from Nate's team it's different from Steph's team so try to stay away from narratives like that where if you have this it's because of this everything is fluid in fantasy so um i think that's about all we need to touch on for trey lance unless anyone nate you have something else yeah i'm just gonna i mean trey lance quite honestly is my quarterback five in this draft class and i feel bad saying that because i can see him being the quarterback one three years from now to this draft class um i think it's a very good draft class and in other years trey lance would be by far my quarterback one um if, if not you know a quarterback two at least. And it's just when I look at Trey Lance, if he gets a chance to sit for one year before playing, I think a lot of my concerns will probably be thrown out the window because he would be able to improve them. He's young. He's raw. He can be molded into something incredible, but, and I, I don't think he's going to play year one. If he goes to the 49ers, we might see him uh, earlier than another team say like the, the Falcons have, I've heard some, someone mentioned the Falcons as a place for Trey Lance. I think Mel Kuyper's mock draft came out today and Mel Kuyper had Trey Lance going to the Falcons. Good spot. So a team like that, he sits behind Matt Ryan for a year or two. I love the upside of Trey Lance two, three years from now, but as a guy, if I was picking for my NFL team and I needed a quarterback, I'm not sure I would pick Trey Lance before other quarterbacks in this draft Um, for fantasy football. I think Trey Lance brings a lot to fantasy football, but there's just so much fundamental um, he stands up too straight. He stands too wide. He just can't stay like in a good, very uh, reckless. Work. Yeah. Reckless. Very reckless. He's, he's just inconsistent. Um, you know, some of those throws 40, 50 yards down the field, they're right on a dime. Sometimes they're 10 yards the other direction. Um, just finding that consistency that'll come with time, hopefully. Um, and I think he's going to have a good landing spot. It's not going to be Adam Gaste. So, oh man. We we don't want people being Adam Gase anymore. Free LaMichael P. Ryan. Yeah. Free so, P. Ryan. Yeah, free P. Ryan. Nice. Come on. They don't need a running back there in uh, New York. No. Well, neither New York team needs a running back, actually. No. So they're good there. Yeah. So let's, 
Let's move on and just remember, do not scout the helmet, scout the player. And we're going to talk about Justin Fields. He played at both Georgia and Ohio State, six foot three, two 228 pounds. Nate, feel free to correct me at any point if I'm wrong on those. Am I wrong? Wait a second. Well, you can, you can get it. Up I, I don't have it. You got it. Uh, it's close enough. Anyway, he is he's bigger than I thought he was. I thought he was a little shorter. Uh, but 6'3", 228, that's a, it's a great size for a quarterback. Uh, we'll just you know do here uh, 5,701 passing yards, 67 touchdown passes to nine interceptions. And he also ran for 1,133 yards and 19 touchdowns. So Justin Fields is not a running quarterback. Let's put it out there. He's a quarterback that can run, but he looks to throw the ball first for sure. Steph, what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? I love Justin Fields. <laughs> I Justin Fields, like I am so. Uh, it's hard for me to say this. He's my QB one, though. I mean, like I okay. think that Justin Fields is ready to go. Like this is a guy that has serious. Like I understand that he looks to throw the ball, but like his rushing threat is awesome. Like he. The elusiveness, the good accuracy, the confidence with his, like, deep throws. It's just, this guy is it for me. I mean, like, if you want a comp for me, and I don't comp players. Like, that. that's a no-no for me. I don't do rankings. I don't comp. Well, I do rankings. I just don't show you guys. Um, He is Dak Prescott, okay? Like, you want a comp? A player comp is Dak Prescott. I think that Justin Fields is the most ready-to-go NFL quarterback in this draft that's it. Period. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to do anything. I love Justin Fields. Zach Wilson can kick rocks. Like I am so over the pretty princess talk. Like I don't care. Justin Fields, this film is phenomenal. It, you know, in red zone, you look at everything that he brings to the table and this guy is the total package. Like I'm all in on Justin Fields and you look historically, right? Um, people love to gas up one quarterback. It's right before the draft. It happens every single year, right before the draft. They gas up one quarterback. Who's getting gassed up? Zach Wilson. You know what that means? Zach Wilson has trap written all over it. That's a trap. Right there is a trap. Zach Wilson's the trap of this of this uh, of this draft, and it's gonna be hard to convince me otherwise. Like he just hasn't had enough um, like uh, challenge over there to for me to be convinced otherwise. So I'm all in. Justin Fields is my QB one and I stand by it. <laughs> so as I'm, and it's hard for me to watch Justin Fields film because I'm a Penn state fan. So I hate watching Ohio state film. And, <laughs> and like I said before, don't scout the helmet, scout the player because historically Ohio state quarterbacks as recently anyway, have not had the greatest success rate in the NFL, but Justin Fields is just different. And as I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like, okay, Trevor Lawrence is still my quarterback one, but if people have Justin Fields as their quarterback one, I'm not going to shit on that take at all. I, I can understand all the reasons why that's not my, I don't agree with it, but I get it. I get it. And I don't hate it either. It's just to me, Lawrence is a little bit of a step above. So Nate, your thoughts on Justin Fields. I am right here with all you guys. I love Justin Fields. I don't understand the hate on Justin Fields right now. I don't know how he's not the quarterback two of this draft class. I don't know why the Jets are picking him over Zach Wilson. I don't know why the 49ers are considering considering Mac Jones over Justin Fields. I don't get it. I feel like we're being punked. Like, 
<laughs> it, does, it just doesn't Where make sense. Where are you, Ashton? Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, Justin Fields, so he was the number two prospect coming out of high school behind Trevor Lawrence, okay? ESPN had a number one over Trevor Lawrence, I believe. It was that close, okay? He goes, and he gets once he gets on the field, he looks incredible for Ohio State. And he had, like, two bad games this year, but he didn't even end on a bad note. I mean... Well, Alabama wasn't great, but uh, real quick, one of the bad games he had wasn't he missing a ton? Of oh his yeah, players, right. So we did. We the had team was missing because of COVID. Yeah. Plus, the Big Ten just screwed up their entire season with COVID. So it was a weird year, first of all, and then he goes into the college football playoffs and totally outmatches Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick, and throws six touchdowns against Clemson who have been one of the best teams for the past six years, seven, eight years. So it's not like his entire stretch at the end of his season was terrible. No, he went and balled out and still won games with half his team gone. I mean, Justin Fields has delivered on every stage. He's been incredible. He is ready for the NFL. He's ready to for your fantasy football team. I just don't get the hate. This guy's awesome. I, I, yeah. I'm all about it. He's my quarterback too, but – for fantasy football, he's 1A and 1B with Trevor Lawrence because, yeah. I mean, the rushing upside is there. I don't do comps either, Steph, but I see the Dak Prescott one. It's one of the few ones I'm willing to make. I mean, this guy's a baller, and he anyone who says that Justin Fields is a one-look quarterback, just that is bullshit. That is such bullshit, and it just doesn't make sense. You're just telling me you're not watching the film. Yeah. It's just he needs to get the ball out quicker, but I feel like that's very normal for, you know, someone that's coming from college that played in the NCAA. Like, you have to come to the NFL and get the ball out quicker because you want to know why? Because the defense coming at you it is quicker. Um, your offensive line is defending a quicker defense that needs to protect you, and you need to get the ball out quicker because it's a quicker game. So that's such a bullshit narrative that comes in with, with rookies a lot of the time. Like, yeah, they need to get the ball out quicker because it's the NFL. Are you crazy? Of course they need to get the ball out quicker. Like, because it's a quicker game. That's how it works. This is a transition that a lot but he can handle it uh, just like Dak handled it. Like there's guys that can handle it and there's guys that can't and he'll, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly one of my big worries about Trey Lance. Cause you know, North Dakota state dominated every single team they played. Then they played JMU in the championship game in 2019. And it, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. Uh, Trey Lance was seeing the pressure. It was not good either. And well, against JMU, we're into the two minutes left in the third quarter and Trey Lance has 17 passing yards in that championship game. He ended up with like 200 or something like that. He did really well in the fourth quarter, but he was getting pressured and he wasn't able to do anything. That's so that's my worry is there. You don't have that worry with yeah. Justin Fields. Oh, I forgot to mention with Trey Lance too. One thing I noticed is that uh, he doesn't set his feet very well all the time. And that, uh, that'll, you know, a lot of inaccuracy because of that. That's one thing that Justin Fields does really well. The only knock I could find on Justin Fields really because I, I try to find some pros and cons of every player. Sometimes he underthrows his deep ball. <laughs> and I mean, really, like I'm, I'm looking through here. Like one thing I like too is intermediate routes. The, the timing and the accuracy on his intermediate routes are so crisp, which is a huge majority of what you run in the NFL because you're not always chucking the ball 30 yards down the field. But and he throws on the run so good too. Mm. So he, he's fantastic. But don't label him a running quarterback. He's a quarterback that can run. 
Right. And he also, so I guess, like, the one knock that I have, like, probably watching with him, like, he definitely needs to, like, figure out the pocket a little bit better. Like, that's probably his one, like, for me, if I were, like, if someone were to, like, hold a gun to my head and they were, like, what's wrong with Justin Fields? Like, it would be that he needs to move in the pocket better. I, I think that that is a bigger worry than whatever else everyone wants to say. Um, so I think, but that comes with time and that comes with, you know, uh, having an off season and transitioning into the NFL. So again, a lot of this is very, you know, it's very, yes, college to NFL. Can they do it? Absolutely. So it's whether, so Trey Lance needs to sit on the bench. Like he's not ready to go to the NFL right now, but can he, is his ceiling super high and can he reach that potential? Yeah, absolutely. But someone like Justin Fields just needs like a little bit of good coaching and it's like mm-hmm. not going to be a big deal. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our last one. And it sounds like Steph is not a huge fan of Zach Wilson from BYU. Uh, look, look at her shaking her head. If you can't see it, it's, I can't it's a stand him. I can't stand him. Stand him. He's 6'3, 210. All right, so we'll just give his, his final stat line. He did have 7,652 passing yards, 56 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Not as prolific as a runner, 642 rushing yards. So he only averaged three yards per attempt and 15 touchdowns. Although I do believe if you're sacked in the NCAA, that, that counts as a negative towards your rushing yards. So Take that into consideration. Um, one thing I would like to point out, though, 67.6% completion percentage. In the last year, it was 73.5%. At one point in the season, he was hitting almost 82% completion percentage last season. So extremely accurate. He can move really well. This is a guy, I think he has a great release. And from the... <laughs> From the comments here, uh, we don't have very many Zach Wilson fans in here. But, um, Steph, you are not the president of the Zach Wilson fan club. So no. why don't we start with you and tell tell us why you don't like Zach Wilson. Um, Because, I'm, like I said, Zach Wilson has trap written all over him. Like, I think that this is like the guy. Like, I feel it in my bones that this is what – it just is the same historically what happens every single year. I think that he does this thing where – um, he's just trying to be like a superhero all the time. Like I think that he thinks he's in a Disney movie, like the way he looks is like, he wants to be the superhero and like he allows, he actually allows the ball to get swatted and, and to get away from him because he's trying to do too much. Um, and I think that, you know, Jake Seeley, someone that was just on my show calls it like a savior play. And like that, that really is a, like a beautiful way to describe, or not even beautiful, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, he just totally allows um, situations to go horrifically. I think that I don't know what it is. It's like he holds the ball to – he almost has – and I can't believe I'm saying this, like, against my own team. And I think this is another thing that probably Jake said. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. God forgive me. God for me. Like, he has Daniel Jones vibes. Like, he's got this, like, he's ready to get, like, the ball taken away from him. I don't know what it is. I hate it. It's like the receivers need, like, I feel like receivers – you know what I hate about quarterbacks? Guys, this is a way, like, I'm so much more relaxed in, like, my last couple shows. (laughs) Um, I, you know what I hate about quarterbacks is I hate when, when receivers need to work for the quarterback. 
No, you need to work for them. It is not about them like having to overachieve so that they can catch the ball. It should be that you place the ball where it needs to be and then they're there or they're not there. It's not like you going out of your way for like the quarterback. Why is a receiver going out of the way for a quarterback? That's not the way it works. So I just, and you know, I didn't look at um, quarterback film until like two nights ago. Um, So I am over Wilson. I think Wilson will be, I just don't think he's as NFL ready as everyone is. Like, I hope the Jets do not take him. I think it's a huge, I think they're asking for a Darnold 2.0. I think Darnold would probably end up having a better season than him, which is crazy. Oh, for sure. No, I, I completely agree with that. By the way, I do need to ask, are you drinking a White Claw tonight? Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> just your normal, nothing. Black Cherry, just your standard Stephanie. Steph, did you see they came out with the 8% surge? I'm so excited. I got tagged. I'm going to count at the end of the night. I started tallying. I think that I got tagged. My guess is 70 times today. Oh like it. that's my guess like i'm gonna put the guess and i'll t- i'm gonna tag you guys in it later my guess is 70 times that might be dramatic and we'll find out how dramatic i am but i think it was elite like my phone i woke up my phone was blowing up and i'm still getting tagged. it's 9 39 so that's that's amazing <laughs> um so nate why don't you tell us about zach wilson does he have any upside for fantasy at all you think yeah so zach wilson has some of the most upside in the class, but he also is, like Steph said, a trap waiting to happen. Talk about Sam Donald 2.0. Um, now, Adam Gase isn't there. So True. That's a big, big factor in Sam Donald. Um, but it's exactly what Steph's talking about. I'm, I've heard it called hero ball. I think we talked about it last year a lot with Carson Wentz and how he was playing for the Eagles. We know little gunslinger in him. He's definitely got some gunslinger in him. And that, and that's why people like him. They look at Zach Wilson and they see mini Mahomes. They see, I don't, you know, someone who has, you know, the no look passes. Oh, he's going to throw the ball behind his back next or something like that. Or he, he has just the plays. He's falling down on the run and throws it 60, 70 yards down the field on a dime to Tyreek Hill. You know, that's what you're expecting when you watch Zach Wilson. Now he did it against not great competition. So I'd love to see him do it against someone better. Uh, it was hard enough for him against coastal Carolina. So, I mean, <laughs> if you expect this guy to come in <laughs> playing the new England Patriots defense rookie year, I mean, what, you're going to expect him to go out there and throw for four touchdowns? No. I just, he's another guy that needs to sit on the bench for a year. Yeah. It's, he's not pro ready. And honestly, as much as I like, I do like Wilson. He's my quarterback three. I see the upside. He has that gunslinger mentality that can be great. Yeah. But I mean, if you're looking at Zach Wilson and you're expecting him to come in and save your franchise from day one, I just don't think that's you're making a good I good decision. I think that's a bad decision. I'd much rather have Justin Fields. I'd rather have Mac Jones. Um, right. If you're looking for a guy who can sit on the bench for a year, I like Zach Wilson. I like Trey Lance. I like those guys. Yeah. But he's not pro ready. He's going to kill you on the interceptions, on the turnovers, on those gunslinger plays that he's not good enough to make happen in the NFL. Um, I think we're looking at Sam Donald 2.0, unfortunately, but Hey, we all love Sam Donald still. So we do. And uh, PJ Kennedy wants to know, uh, I think he's saying better season Donald in Carolina or Wilson on the jets. I'm going to take Donald. 
Darnold all day, especially with Joe Brady. Yeah, easy for sure. And you know what? And I will like Zach Wilson is still, and this is where I pull back on telling you guys my rankings is like Zach Wilson is still like, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think that Zach Wilson does things very well. Like he can find the, like he can find those holes on the deep ball that a lot of quarterbacks don't have that upside. They, they can't do that. I mean, his ball accuracy downfield is great. Um, but I think that he may end up in a system that is not going to compliment him well. And I think that it would benefit him better to go to a system like the 49ers where he could sit down and um, maybe be coached a little bit more before they throw him into an already broken system. So I am just not super excited. I think that, yeah, you know, you have velocity at an NFL level, but there's things he does great. And he's still one of my top quarterbacks. I just don't. I'm taking Justin Fields over him all day, every day. And I hope that the Jets do the same thing because I think that their franchise deserves it. You know, if we put Justin Fields on the Jets and Zach Wilson on the 49ers, like it should be Zach Wilson, on the 49ers to learn behind Jimmy G and then be in the Kyle Shanahan system. I'd love it. I would love what that looks like now with the Jets with a team that isn't set up to defend him with the offensive line, really a team that has some wide receiver weapons out there, but nothing really that's proven that like we can really rely on yet. I mean, I like Corey Davis, like Denzel Mims, but we haven't really seen it yet from either one of them. And then as much as I love P Ryan, I mean, it's not a team that they can sit and give, you know, a workhorse running back all the touches and then just work up a play action. I mean, this team's going to be playing from behind. They're going to be, forced into situations where uh, Wilson's going to be aggressive and he's going to have interceptions. Now, if Wilson came into the league 15 years ago, he'd probably fit really well. Yeah. You know, end of Brett Favre's career, everyone's looking for a gunslinger. You know, Peyton Manning could have 20 interceptions his rookie year and no one cares about it. Now, if a rookie has 20 interceptions, they're crucified. You know, it's right. just, you can't because do that who anymore. Is he? Because who is he very much like? And people don't want me to compare it, but I'm sorry. Wilson is very there's a lot of similarities between him and Daniel Jones and you can't I will I will die on this hill there's a lot with the recklessness with you know he's asking for trouble what they're doing with him and I think he would benefit more like Daniel Jones is someone that needed to sit a full season not like throw him in while the other quarterback is getting crucified like he, I just see there's a lot of Daniel Jones in him. Like the more, and I haven't watched enough film, I will admit. But from what I've watched, all I see is Daniel Jones. He's a gunslinger that can throw it downfield, that's accurate downfield, but he makes reckless decisions. He Like he's quick, he can do whatever. Like I'm just not, it makes me nervous. Yep. And I think, I think Zach Wilson is also could look very similar to Jameis Winston. I could see 30 touchdowns, 30 oh, interceptions yeah, about Zach Wilson. He can throw a bunch of touchdowns, but he's going to have a bunch of interceptions to go with it. And the team is going to hurt the team. And you can't win in the NFL anymore with a quarterback who turns the ball over. You can't. Tom Brady, he can't run the ball. He can't rush. Okay. Everyone can rush the ball now except for Tom Brady, but he's still out there winning Super Bowls because he doesn't throw the ball to the other team. It's a really simple concept. and He does it really well. And that's why he wins. So you can't have a guy out there throwing 30 interceptions. doesn't matter if he throws 50 touchdowns. Just not going to work. Yeah. They're saying him up for failure. <laughs> he does have some good traits to him. He's pretty accurate, as we see by his completion percentage. Good zip on the ball. And one thing I like, he slides and gets down well when he's about to get hit when he's running. So he doesn't right. really let himself take big hits in the open field, which is great. 
extends your longevity. For me, he's my quarterback four on the class. And if you want those exclusive rankings, head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind five dollar tier. We just lowered all of our pricing for you guys. Five dollar tier gets you exclusive rankings, gets you a bonus podcast. Probably do it well. We're gonna do one tonight, and uh, it also gets you a uh, group chat and something else. IDP Debbie, so much stuff. Yeah, it's all good stuff. All the things. It's being a group um, chat with me, which is awful. Yeah, that's not fun. Mike, <laughs> you said what did you say about Zach, Zach Wilson with his completion percentage at one point in the season? It was almost eighty-two percent. Wow, you think you think that's impressive? In Justin Fields' first three games, okay? First three games of the season. Before, you know, he played Indiana and Northwestern became the worst quarterback in the draft class. But, you know, coming into the season when he was up there with Trevor Lawrence, he goes against Nebraska, 20 for 21, 276 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions. 20 for 21, one incompletion, okay? Goes and plays Penn State, 28 for 34, 318 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Okay, so now he's gone 20 for 21 and 28 for 34. Third game against Rutgers, which, I mean, are they even a Big Ten team, really? <laughs> By name, yes. <laughs> okay, they go 20. He, Justin Fields goes 24 for 28, 314 yards, five touchdowns. Okay, so through three games, Justin Fields has an 87% completion rate. Come on. I mean, I what love- are we doing out here? Is it, hey, listen, if. The way I see it is, if there's somebody in my league that doesn't want to touch Justin Fields because he's an Ohio State quarterback and he falls a few picks to me, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Let them scout the helmet. Let them be wrong. He is not Dwayne Haskins. He's not Troy Smith. He's not whoever else that Ohio State was putting out. He's way different. He's he's different. Yeah. But uh, before we head out, Nate, uh, Steph, we have a game that we play here. It's a quick comp game. Um, Nate just says, would you rather have this player or this player? So, um, okay. yeah. Nate? Yeah. So, so not, not player comps because I don't like – I'm like you, Steph. I don't like to throw comps out all the time, but I can compare prospects. I can do that all day. So right. would coming you rather – prospects. Yeah, coming out as prospects. So, you know, if I'm comparing Trevor Lawrence to Joe Burrow, I'm talking about Joe Burrow coming out 2020 draft class. Trevor Lawrence this year. So who would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? Joe as Burrow. a prospect. Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence. More complete body of work in college. I'm not buying. I'm not doing it again. I'm just too nervous. I can't. Like, I can get behind fields because you're all not talking about him. <laughs> but I can't get behind these guys that you talk about because Sam Darnold has tainted the waters. And I just won't. I can't do it. It makes me sick. Uh, I'm going to, that's a hard one for me. I, th- I think they're so, both so good, but I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence as well. Um, would you rather have, let's see, Justin Fields or Tua Tagaviola? Oh my God, give me Fields all day. Tua can kick, kick rocks, dude. <laughs> Fields. Uh, I'm also going to go with Fields. Uh, Tua was a great prospect though. Just hasn't. Doesn't look too great so far in his NFL career. Fields is a better thrower of the football than Tua. And he plays quarterback, so that's important. Probably <laughs> like Fields pocket awareness is like it's crazy because that is like probably one of my like complaints. And I like it better than Tua. So yeah. that's okay, there we a go. problem. There we go. Uh would you rather have Justin Fields or Joe Burrow? 
Justin Fields. Oh man, that is that's a tough one though. But I like I'm on a Justin Fields high tonight. <laughs> that's really tough, but I'm I'm going to again go with Justin Fields and I'm going to say <clears throat> he has a complete body of work in college. He did it for multiple seasons. Joe Burrow had one really good season. One. And before that, he was kind of a pedestrian quarterback, and he also couldn't beat out Justin Fields at Ohio State. So that is something that needs to be considered as well. Yeah, well, Justin or- Fields couldn't beat out, what, Jake Fromm? <laughs> so, Well, you know, and there's, there's some things to be said, too. <laughs> oh, that you guys are good collegiate quarterbacks, but not good pro quarterbacks. Like Dwayne Haskins was a serviceable collegiate quarterback. Jake Fromm was a serviceable collegiate quarterback. They're not going to do anything in the NFL. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. Dwayne Haskins is not your savior. Yeah. I'm taking Joe Burrow over Justin Fields. I love Joe Burrow last year, man. Um, uh, let's see. I think, I think we're going to get a pretty unanimous response here. Would you have Justin Fields or Justin Herbert as prospects? Justin Herbert. Really? I love You Justin. were high on Herbert last year. Very high on Herbert last yeah. year. I wasn't as high. I missed on Herbert. I'll be honest. I missed on him. So. I'd rather have Fields as prospect. I would probably rather. I'm pretty high in the Fields chain, but ask me tomorrow. I might see Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to Trey Lance. Let's get back to Trey Lance over here. Would you rather have – it's going to be the same three quarterbacks because last year's class kind of sucked after those three. So let me just get your rankings. Where would you rank Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, and Herbert, and then mix Trey Lance in there? Oh my god. That's a lot. Well, wait, think... say it again. So the three quarterbacks from last year and Trey Lance rank them. I hate this. <laughs> That's right. Steph doesn't give her rankings away. So this is exclusive exclusive content. Yeah, this kind of does for that. Well, Lance would be last. It'd probably go Lance would be last. Two would be three. Did I say I liked Herbert better than Burrow? Because I want to stay consistent. I can't remember now. I'm pretty sure last year you liked Burrow as your quarterback one and then Herbert. You were high on Herbert, though. So go Burrow, Herbert, to a Lance. So just, you know, yeah. All right. I had to write it down, man. (laughs) God, this one's hard. So I think that it would have gone Burrow, Herbert, Lance, to a. All right. I'm a all right. big. I've been over to us since before we entered the league. I just <laughs> knew I just not on the Tua train. I just am, and I can't get on it, and I won't until he just shows me something. Like I'm not off complete. Like I just not. I never was fully on. Mm-hmm. He's a lefty. Lefties look weird when they throw the ball, man, and they don't succeed in it's the NFL. Pocket, really, so. It's the pocket <laughs> awareness for me that drives me crazy. Like, Matt Liner was a lefty. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I, sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for myself, to stay consistent, I love Herbert now, but I didn't like him as much of a prospect. So my rankings would be Burrow, Tua, Lance, Herbert. Um, definitely missed there because I wish I had more Herbert on my teams. Could have had him if I you know, was on top of it. He fell to me plenty in Superflex drafts, and I passed up on him like a dummy. Um <laughs> Last but not least, let's do the same thing, but instead of Trey Lance, let's add Zach Wilson into the three quarterbacks from last year. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> Zach Wilson. We know Steph's not going to be having him anywhere near the top. So then for me, it's going to go Burrow, Herbert, Wilson, and Tua. All right. I'm the same, actually. That is exactly what I would do. Okay. All right. For me, it's going to go stay consistent. Missed on Herbert, man. hurts. But it's going to go Burrow, Tua, Wilson, um, Herbert. The, the one thing that I like that you're doing is you said you missed on him. You're, you're – <clears throat> So Nate's accepting he's owning it, you know what I mean? And he's learning from it. And that's what you can all do as fantasy players too. I will be complete to be completely honest and transparent, and other people who watch film will agree. The organ system completely minimized a lot of his strengths. For the sure. Oregon's offensive system did not fit Herbert in For hindsight. Sure. And if he was in a different system, he would have been highly more highly rated, I think, by a lot of people who were doubting on him. Oregon did him no favors on his tape. Yeah. Do you have any more for us, Nate? Oh, that's it. I mean. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was that was tough. Don't make it so hard again because, uh, you know, it's late. I've been thinking all day. I don't want to do any more of it. So, hey, great. We got another episode. Yeah, well, that's going to be a quick episode, so we'll, we'll knock that. Nate and I will knock that out real quick. So, um, thanks, Steph. Thank you for coming and talking yeah. quarterbacks with us. We had a great time. You know you're welcome back Please, anytime. anytime. So, um, before we head out, why don't you tell everyone what you got going on and where they can find you on Twitter? Sure. So, again, you guys can find me at Stephanie Smalls with three L's. If I'm not all over your timeline, so funny. Someone today was like, I thought I already followed you. I like see your stuff and like it all the time. <laughs> um, so, I'm quite annoying on Twitter. I try my hardest not to be. But um, my new show with FT Network, Small Talk with Stephanie Smalls, just came out last week. So, look forward to the next episode. It's going to be a good one to put my toes in some bedding to new some new waters for me um and then of course our show with my friend david kluge on fridays and everything else you guys can find me just on my thread on twitter whatever it's called timeline thread i don't know i'm i'm thinking myspace facebook like i don't i don't know what's going on i don't know what Robot. we call it these days is it a thread a feed? like i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah Steph, you're everywhere it's great yes yeah, She's a she's a busy woman, but she you know responds as quick as she can. Um, so Steph, thank you again for coming and hanging out. Anytime and, is great. Nate, until I talk to you in about ten minutes from now, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me at Nate NFL. I'm sorry that my my handle's not nearly as cool as Steffi Smalls. Um, I can't have cool names for my podcast like Small Talk with Steph. Like I'm just Nate. <laughs> Like that's not nearly as fun. <laughs> I think so, that's uh, way cooler to be honest. <laughs> so I'm like forcing it down people's throat, and it's like the NFL. Like I should have got a little less. See, a little Steph less gets serious. it. Simple <laughs> to the point. Not Simple. complicated over it's, here. It's your but brand. I, I'm all about brand. My brand. Thirty brand. days, thirty prospects. That's what I got going <laughs> on. So. Mm. <laughs> Check out Nate every day, dropping his 30 days, 30 prospects. And wait till day one until he talks about Kylan Hill. I am so excited for him to do that. Oh. He probably won't. No, he oh. won't. He doesn't like him as much as I do. That's my boy this year. You can find me on Twitter at Rewind CEO because that's my brand. But I'd much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please check out our YouTube. We have mock drafts coming at you every Monday morning at 6 a.m. The one-on-one series rolls on this Friday. It is me sitting down with Bob Harris. That's going to be available to you Monday. Uh, I'm sorry, Friday morning. 
6 a.m. I'm going to drop it to. I'm not going to drop it at Friday night. Once you have the whole day to digest it. We also got great guests coming up. We got Graham Barfield. We have Jennifer Piacenti coming up as well. So please make sure you check out our YouTube. And until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.